You know, for me, I always think of it, even not as an astrologer, but let's say as a person without electricity. If it is the new moon, I'm not going anywhere. It's very dark. <laughs> it's mm. like at nighttime, it's very dark. I can't see anything. I'm in my do you love this fantasy? I'm in my little cave. <laughs> I've got my yes. I've got my little fire. Maybe I'm cleaning out my pack or I'm I'm reassessing inside and then as the light grows, that's when I start to venture out. That's how I think about it. And on the full moon, that's actually the place to go. Okay. That's where I'm mm. going because I can see now. Does that resonate for you? Yeah, yeah, completely. I agree. I think the new moon is like very, very subjective and very, there's this urge to do something, but we don't know which way to take. And I think the full moon, if you have had the chance to be in the countryside in a full moon, you don't need lanterns. You can see everything. Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another moony episode of Mind Witchery. As you know, this year I'm having guest astrologers come and help us to look at the moons and think about how we might like to be with them on purpose. And I'm so excited for today's guest, Alejo Lopez. Hi, Alejo. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Alejo is joining us. So everybody, at the end of last year, I took a class at Astrology University that Alejo taught. It, it was on squares, right? Wasn't it on interpreting mm. squares, Alejo? Yes. It was so smart and clever and also uplifting. And I just... <laughs> I had the best Thank time. You. I had the best time. I immediately booked a reading with Alejo and I had a great reading with him. And Alejo, I'm so glad that you're here on Mind Witchery to share some of your magic. So tell the people just a tiny bit, like, where are you in the world and what are you doing with astrology these days? All right. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me here. It's a great pleasure. Yes. And I'm living in Athens, in Greece. I was born in Argentina, but I moved to Europe many years ago. And I have moved to Athens maybe a year ago. No, mm. maybe a year and a half. And with astrology, I do. I teach a lot. I teach at the Faculty of Astrological Studies, Astrology University. I'm also now doing the podcast for Astrology University, which is quite a new thing I'm excited about. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then I do, of course, consultations, but I'm also a psychologist. So I have clients who come maybe for an astrological reading, but then I also have, I don't like to call them patients, but I like people who come like every week. Yeah. We look at their chart, but then we also do analysis, like psychological analysis from what's coming up from the chart. Yes. Yeah, I love it. And what a beautiful marriage. Um, so wonderful. And let me tell you, I think that the, these moons, these lunations, this new moon in Aries and full moon in Libra are going to bring up some things. So perhaps we will all want to have an astrologer slash therapist <laughs> to, to support us as we move as we move through. So how do you generally think about like the lunar cycles? Do you pay a lot of attention to them? What's your relationship with them? I'm, I'm very focused, maybe because I do a psychology and I do more like Jungian psychology. So I'm very focused on the idea that every one of us has a different chart. And so for everyone, what's happening in the sky, it's going to be different than the, the, you're going to have a unique feeling and a unique dialogue with each lunation. So I pay attention to them, but I try to focus on what it might mean for each person. So of course, we can come up with some general ideas and questions and reflections. But then I think it's very important for each one of us to see how these uh, questions are having a dialogue with us at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And maybe some for some of us, some lunations will not be as important as from some for some other people. And I think it's 
it's a treasure that it's this way because we have new moons every month. So if every mm. new moon implies a whole new start of something new, I think we would go crazy. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think we need to read them in there are different layers. So there are some lunations will be super impactful in our lives. Um, some mm-hmm. lunations may be more like a kind of introspective reflection, but may not seem to have such an impact in the outer world, maybe more like an exercise of reflection for ourselves. Yeah, that definitely speaks to me. So Mind Witchery listeners, some are very into astrology and some are sort of astro curious. They are new to astrology or they know just a little bit. So if you were speaking to an astro curious person who was like, well, I'm wondering how these moons are going to affect me personally, what's the easiest place they could start to look, Alejo? I mean, it depends on the, on the level, of course. So if you know your chart and you can understand like where your planets in your chart are, I would say every if you look for astrology on the web, you can easily find what degree the, the moon, the new moon and the full moon are. So I would say mm-hmm. if you have a planet or an ascendant or something in your chart that is at the same degree, Quite probably that's going to be one of the most important, one of the important ones, let's say. Mm -hmm. If you don't have anything, again, it doesn't mean that it's going to be insignificant, but perhaps you won't see the impact so much uh, in the outer world. And you can just, if you know the houses, so you can, you can locate in which house it's happening, maybe you can Mm -hmm. focus on the issues of that house. Yeah, perfect. And my friends, if you are astro curious, I would love for you to follow that curiosity and go learn more. Like Alejo (laughs) said, there are so many resources on the web. There are great books. There are courses. And if you're just like, I don't know, I just kind of like these questions that come through with these Mm -hmm. moons, um, then that is also totally legit, a perfect way to, when the astrologers tell you, oh, this new moon is bringing up these themes or these ideas, that's a perfect way to engage with them also. So, but if you're you're curious to personalize, yes, I love that. Go and just see, hey, do I have any, hey, this this new moon, our new moon coming up is at zero degrees of Aries. It's at the very, very beginning of Aries. And so go look at your chart. What's happening for you at the very beginning of Aries? and see if there's anything there yes and if you really like if you only know for instance your sun sign and you're interested i think this idea what you said just try to see what's the message of these moons and try Mm -hmm. to see how it may speak to you because if it does i like to use the word soul which maybe for some people doesn't apply so much so you can use the word that you like Uh, but you know this kind of inner entity that connects us to something greater and more subtle so Mm -hmm. if these questions are resonating with your chart when you hear the questions when you hear the reflections your soul is going to kind of vibrate with that and you will get a message from it yes yes and then the the other thing i like to do with lunations so there are like different layers like we were saying right so this is one like a very personal layer then there's Mm -hmm. this idea of intentions with lunations Mm -hmm. Usually I see two processes happening, one that's very short and one that's a bit longer. Mm. So the one that's very short would go from this new moon to the next full moon, right? So for us, it would be from the 21st of March. Well, I've calculated Mm. with the time zone for Greece, so... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it falls in a different day for you, but... (laughs) No, it's still the 21st for us. (laughs) Okay. And the full moon is the 6th of April, right? So in this... 14 days, you may have the chance to explore, like in a very personal, reflective, like introverted, like in your inner realm, your inner fantasy, your inner world, the issues of this new moon and the full moon. But then Mm -hmm. there's a longer process. And most astrologers use the idea of the six months that the Mm -hmm. new moon, you plant a seed and you will echo, you will have an echo of what you planted six months later with a Mm -hmm. full moon. Mm -hmm. I don't like this idea so much, to be honest. First of all, I would mm-hmm. say I wouldn't start things on a new moon. I would wait a little bit long. I think the new moon is the it's the dark night. So I like this idea that we have the urge to do something, but we still don't know exactly what it's about. So I actually mm-hmm. think it's much, in my opinion, and this is, of course, I'm not saying that other astrologers are wrong. This is the way I 
communicate with this sky. Mm-hmm. For me, the new moon is more like uh, you start to think about it. You, you plant your seed in your head, in your brain, in your heart. Mm, and mm-hmm. then it's in the first quarter that I would start the project, which for yeah. some astrologers is like first quarter is the moment of tension. But as you said, for me, squares are creative moments. Yeah. You know, for me, I always think of it, even not as an astrologer, but let's say as a person without electricity, if it is the new moon, I'm not going anywhere. It's very dark. It's like Mm. at nighttime, it's very dark. I can't see anything. I'm in my, do you love this fantasy? I'm in my little cave. (laughs) I've got my, I've got my little fire. Maybe I'm cleaning out my pack or I'm, I'm reassessing inside. And then as the light grows, that's when I start to venture out. That's how I think about it. And on the full moon, that's actually the place to go, okay, that's where Mm. I'm going because I can see now. Does that resonate for you? Yeah, yeah, completely. I agree. I think the new moon is like very, very subjective and very, there's this urge to do something, but we don't know which way to take. And I think the full moon, if you have had the chance to be in the countryside in a full moon, you don't need lanterns. You can see everything. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. And then in terms of timing, nine months after the new moon, you're going to have a first quarter moon, which falls very close to the degrees of the new moon. I I was taught to this by Frank Clifford. Mm -hmm. And he took it from another astrologer, but I can't remember the name. So the new moon, let's say now it's happening at zero degrees of Aries. So in nine months, the first quarter moon is going to happen very close to zero degrees of Aries. Mm-hmm. And then nine months later, there's going to be a full moon very close to that. Mm-hmm. And then nine months later, a last quarter. Mm. So I like this idea because I feel like if you have a project, it makes more sense to think of this project, to project it in, in more than six months. Like it's going to take more. Sometimes you have a project that you know it's going to take more than six months to have a result. And this way, it's going to take a year and a half to, take, to start seeing the results. And I think Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And I loved in our reading, actually, when you did a consultation for me, you took that much longer (laughs) perspective, which I appreciate. And isn't that the beautiful thing? It's like we have all of these nested cycles in astrology, right? So there's 14 days, there's 28 days, there's six months, there's 12 months, there's this nine month, nine month, nine months. So I adore thinking about it from this perspective. Okay, so let's see, when is nine months from now, Alejo? Did you think, did you look at the calendar? Is it like... So So, 21st of March, so it's going to be like around Christmas. Yeah, okay. But like the end of the year. By the end of the year. So it makes sense. Like you, you're trying to start something. You're trying to think of mm-hmm. something you want to do. And it makes sense. You start you start to focus the energy now. And you may start yeah. to see something about it by the mm-hmm. end of the year. I think mm-hmm. it makes sense when you have like, when your intention is a little bit, uh, has a longer, a longer lasting impact. Yeah. If you're building a project, let's say, probably you're not going to build something in six months. I mean, you're going to build a little bit maybe, but you're going to need yeah. more time to to really see the effects. So I think it makes yes. sense to put it in this perspective. That's fabulous. Okay. Well, let's talk about this new moon. It is also here in, in the United States. It is also on March 21st, which is mm-hmm. the day after the equinox, of course, which means that this moon is, well, it's almost at the first degree, but it's it's at the Aries point. It's at zero degrees of Aries, the very beginning. Well, some people think the very beginning of of the Zodiac. And so just Mm -hmm. off the bat, what does that tell you, Alejo? First of all, this is the idea of how we begin the year. So we celebrate New Year in the 1st of January. But Mm -hmm. for me as an astrologer, the year begins on the the 20th or the 21st, depending on the year. But the year begins when the sun goes into Aries. So what's rooted there, it's going to have a projection over a whole year. So the first thing that tells me is like this year that we're starting, that we're starting on the 21st of March, we are starting it from a point that has to do with joining together our soul and our uh, spirit, and our spirit, perhaps our kind of body and mind, our, our emotions and our goals. There's this idea of trying to be loyal to yourself, to bring them together. I would say for the whole year, 
because this is the so it's happening so close to the beginning of the year that I mm -hmm. feel it's part of what's being planted to happen during you know for for astrologers for us beginnings are important they mark what's going to happen right so yeah. if this is happening right at the beginning of Aries of the zodiac it means that this is going to have an impact in the entire year. This is what I feel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And especially in 2023, because we started the year in just a retrograde mess. <laughs> like there were, <laughs> there were so many retrograde. The new year did not have a new year feeling to it at all. Um, and mm. even around the Chinese new year still, it was like, oh, we're still not quite going. And so, yeah, it, I definitely agree. So, so there's the loyalty to yourself. I love that idea for Aries generally. So Aries is a Mars ruled sign. What do you think about that? How do you talk about that, about Mars, Mars and Aries and kind of honoring the fire of that, but maybe not going to the stereotype, which is that, you know, it's so brash and. Hmm. Yeah. This is what's interesting about the lunations when you think in the short term, in the 14 period, mm. you're going to have a full moon. Because it means that what you're connected with in Aries, in the, in the new moon, it's going to be challenged when it gets the full moon. So two weeks later, it's going to be like, you're going to see another the other side of the coin, let's say. Mm -hmm. So with Mars ruling Aries, I think there's this idea. If we don't think just about Mars as the god of war, I would say there's this idea of saying i am you know like this is who i am i have the right to be here and i am here on, on my own right i don't need to ask permission or authorization to be here i have i you know this is who i am and there's no one to ask for permission to to be here and to trust my desires and what i want to do and what i want mm. to achieve you know i think what's interesting also is that you know mars has been in gemini for uh, the longest ever. time ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we start the year, and and you know you were saying about how the beginning of the year didn't look like at the beginning of the year, and in March now I don't know if you feel it, but I feel like this eruptive energy because so many things are happening in the sky astrologically. Yes. And I feel I feel it like very intense and very. Sometimes I'm super tired. Sometimes I, I'm super excited and super energetic. So I feel like these kind of ups and downs. Same. And you feel it too. Yeah. So, yeah. And so the new moon, we have it with Mars in Gemini. And the full moon, Mars has changed and it's gone into Cancer. So mm -hmm. it's like telling us, okay, Mars has been in Gemini for a very long time. You have had months and months to think about you know, because Mars is like our drive, our drives, our, our our actions, what we do in the world. And when it's in Gemini, it's kind of the possibility to rationalize that, to reflect on that, to go to your impulses and your your drives and 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 the way you act in the world to be able to think about it, to to rationalize mm -hmm. it. And because it has been retrograde for so long, also it gave us a huge opportunity to rationalize our impulses and our drives and desires. So mm -hmm. I think. This new moon is like telling us, okay, now you know what you want. You have been thinking this is like the last days that you have to get to a conclusion of mm -hmm. what you want and how you can achieve it. Because soon you're going to get to the full moon, which brings Libra. The Aries Libra axis is like the balance between I am and you are. Like Libra is mm -hmm. telling us you are. Mm -hmm. So when we get to, to the full moon, Mars will be in Cancer, so it's like this is the this is the last time we have to reflect on our impulses and our drives in a more rational way. Because mm -hmm. when we get to the full moon, we're gonna have to see how that interacts with the reality of there are other people around. Mm -hmm. And with Mars in Cancer, there's this sense that we feel what other people want, what other people's drives are, what other people's desire. So yeah. we we finally get out of ourselves. I think. Yeah. And what I was thinking as you were talking is it's almost like you've had months to think about something. And maybe you felt a little confined or stuck, actually, as you've been thinking about this thing. And, and listen, your soul knows what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. That thing. 
that job, that relationship, that organization, that group, that routine, like there's something that you've really been kind of figuring out, okay, but what do I really want here? What do I really want here? And it's been, it, you've been chewing on it <laughs> for a long time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if in a way it's like with this new moon, it's like, okay, so how are you ready to declare your independence? Because this is the moment to say, okay, I've thought about it. What do I want? Yes. And then trusting ourselves to just say, okay, I'm going to move forward. I know there will be consequences, but I do want to act based on what I've learned over the last six months. What do you think? Yeah, I agree completely. And it goes back to this idea of integrity that we were talking before, like the idea of bringing together like our inner world and our goals, like to, to mm. be honest with ourselves and with the world. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I like midpoints a lot. So for people who don't know much astrology, a midpoint is simply when a planet is between two other planets. So it's mm -hmm. bringing the energy together. Mm -hmm. And this new moon is happening in the midpoint between Mercury and Neptune, Saturn mm -hmm. and Pluto, mm -hmm. and Mercury and Mars. So to translate this into everyday language, first of all, I think with Saturn and Pluto, there is this idea of what are your desires really made of? Like, why is it that you want this? What is, what is the essence of what you are and what you want in the world? And like you were saying, you had months to think about a, a lot of things about what you do and why you do it and how you do mm -hmm. it. So it's like one of the things is, okay, whatever you want to start, Try to find the essence of what is that made of? Why, what is it inside of you that's kind of pushing you to do this? Because I think both Saturn and Pluto, they they rule, you know, before we had Pluto, Saturn was the the Lord of Death, let's say. And then Pluto became the, the Lord of Death. So like both of them rule these things that are invisible and that are, they're not invisible, they're like deep inside of us. And mm -hmm. it's like the essence of what we are. This is what I feel. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's a transforming archetype that pushes us to see what we're really made of. This is why I have this idea. But then you have Mercury and Neptune and you have Mercury and Mars. So with Mercury and Neptune, I think there's this soft, compassionate approach to yourself. Like, okay, you know what you want. You know now why you want to do it. Uh, you have been reflecting on what you have been doing and maybe why you haven't been able to do it. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to act. But, you know, with this Mercury Neptune, I feel like do it from a place of love, of care, of compassion. Like mm -hmm. make sure you are attuned to, to what you really feel or think, I would say. You know, because with Mercury and Neptune, it's like feeling and thinking gets a little bit mixed up. So it's like what you really feel that is meaningful and that is that it's proper for you mm -hmm. and also like you were saying like put it out there the way you put it out there pay attention to the way you put it out there. make sure it's actually it's going to have a nice impact outside that it, that it also takes into account the other because it's with mercury neptune and just start taking small steps <laughs> like, like mm. it doesn't i think a lot of times these moments can feel so momentous and it's like oh i have to do something huge it's like no just just small just small steps start gathering the threads of this thing start taking this the tiny steps make the small everyday moves even to get it going right so that it doesn't have to be so yes it is a momentous moment of stepping into our integrity but also that can happen by what you choose to do at 4 p.m today <laughs> it's like doesn't have to be you know so enormous i agree i agree and it's great that you're bringing this in because sometimes I think astrologers will get carried away to like epic proportions. And yeah. most people, most people are not uh, the president of a country, which is right. having, you know, our everyday lives. So it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. do it in your small steps. And also I think this brings in the idea of the, of the dark night. We don't, we cannot see. So, mm -hmm. you know, tread softly, go carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have also... Chiron and Jupiter mm -hmm. hanging out together for this moon in Aries, co-present with the new moon. And I'm curious what you make of that. 
I think, again, this is a bit um, trying to to find our source of, of power, let's say. I, with Chiron in, in Aries, and it's been in Aries for a while now, like, you know, Chiron usually we relate it to a wound. So it's mm-hmm. the wound of feeling we don't have the power that we want, that we deserve. If Jupiter is going over Chiron, so that they are meeting together, Jupiter, I think most of the time, is bringing a question about meaning. So it's like, what is the meaning of this wound? What is the meaning of this feeling? What can you get out of this? Mm-hmm. So I believe, again, this is emphasizing the idea of perhaps trying to find some kind of understanding of why we have felt we didn't have the power to do what we wanted to do. We didn't have the courage perhaps to do what we wanted to do, or sometimes the opposite. Sometimes why did we do things we didn't want to do? Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. we are pushed, we feel pushed to do things we don't want to do. And I think with Chiron there, it's like this magnifying glass on maybe not all, but many instances in the past in which we felt either deprived of power or we have abused power and trying mm-hmm. to understand why did that happen mm-hmm. and how that may resonate with what we actually, again, with this idea of integrity, what we actually think we really are. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree. And I think there's also something here about, um, okay, either you did something that you didn't want to do, or you you didn't have the courage to do what you wanted to do, right? Like you, you couldn't find the power or you abused the power. But um, how was that actually really important (laughs) it's sort of like what did you get out of it also Mm -hmm. what did you learn about yourself about the world what is actually vital vital about Mm. the lesson that you got right like you you learned something about yourself about the world about power and it's a moment to ask, like, what what was that? And to collect it, right? From uh, Jupiter, Professor Jupiter is like, hey, let's like let's learn um, deeply yeah. from this experience. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Because maybe you will, maybe we will learn that we're not courageous. I mean, we don't have to be. I think with 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 Chiron in Aries, we we are prone to feel brave all the time because we constantly we're kind of constantly feeling that we don't have enough power, so we want to prove that we have power. Mm. And I think you see like people are sometimes so pissed off on the streets and you see that they get so quickly, they get angry, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's this feeling of we don't have power and I want to prove that I have power. But maybe mm-hmm. what Jupiter will teach us is that maybe we're not so courageous. Maybe you're not courageous in every aspect of your life. Maybe you're courageous in one aspect and you don't have to be brave all the time and in every aspect of the life. I mean, I think what's important is well, because again, maybe because I'm really into Jungian psychology, what's important is to recognize who you are. And some people are brave, and some people are not so brave. Mm-hmm. And we have this idea that it's better to be brave. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. better to be brave. Maybe brave people take too many risks, and then they end up having accidents. So maybe it yeah. is better to be not so brave. Mm-hmm. And I think with Jupiter there, we're going to find out, like, and maybe accept that. I don't know. I love that. And especially because Pluto is about to leave Capricorn, <laughs> like, like is like on the edge of Capricorn, finally about to leave. It does feel like a moment where there is a deep honesty here. And you already said the word honest. You said loyal. You said integrity. It does, for me, re sort of underscore again and again. It's like this is the moment to be true. This is the moment to be true to yourself, to your desires, to who you are. Yeah, I would say this is an opportunity to be true mm. with all of this happening. Like this is the opportunity mm-hmm. to to focus on that and the sky is saying, yeah, come on, do yeah. it, be, be yourself. You, you, you can do it. You can be yourself. Even if you, you if yourself is something that you think it's bad and powerless or even if you think it's something super powerful or even if you think something in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can be yourself. Come try try to risk it. And of course, it's not something that's going to happen from today to tomorrow. It's right. a process. I mean, the lunation is marking perhaps a turning point in a process, but it doesn't mean that you won't wake up on the 22nd of March, the day after the lunation, right. and you're going to feel like, ah, yeah, now I've done it. Of course, yeah, it yeah. doesn't work yeah. like that. 
but no, yeah. it doesn't work like that. It doesn't mean if you if you don't make your new moon alter that then actually nothing is ever going to go your way. <laughs> so exactly, it's just, yes. it doesn't it doesn't work like that. However, let's let's come up with a couple. I have a bunch of notes here, but let's come up with a couple good questions for for that kind of self-reflection in the dark of the new moon. So I would say, first of all, I like this idea of what am I made of? And maybe mm-hmm. not what I am, what am I, I would say, what are my desires made of? What is the essence of what I want? And why mm-hmm. do I want that? Mm-hmm. Then I would say, what is it that I'm willing to do to get that? And what is it mm-hmm. that I'm not willing to do? What is it that I see I'm not capable of doing to, to get that? Mm-hmm. And... I like your idea of taking small steps. Perhaps what are the steps I can start taking into mm-hmm. allowing myself to express who I really am, to acknowledge who I really am. Uh, mm-hmm. We were saying this idea of asking yourself, where's your sense of power? So mm-hmm. perhaps what are the small steps I can take to accept my feeling mm-hmm. of bravery or not? And mm-hmm. how do I relate to that? Yeah, I love that. let's talk about this full moon that comes because the full moon the moons as we as we talk about often in these episodes they happen on an axis and like you already said Alejo we have Aries I am and then we have Libra you are, we are, they are. I don't know. I feel like in Libra, Libra is always trying to kind of like weigh who I am with who everyone else is and what everyone else wants. I say that as a person with a lot of Libra happening in mm-hmm. her own chart. So in that full moon that is happening, it's on April 6th. It's right in the middle. It's at 16 degrees of Libra. Mm-hmm. What do you see when you look at this? One of the things that first, maybe it's not the most impactful thing, but to me, I thought about it because like you Mm -hmm. were saying, Pluto is about to change signs. Mm -hmm. And when we get the full moon, Pluto has changed signs. Yeah. So I have this feeling that we're entering a whole new world because I mean, Saturn changed signs before the new moon, Mm -hmm. but just a few days before, like one week before we had the new moon, then Pluto changes signs and we have the full moon. Mm-hmm. And I have this feeling, you know, that both Pluto and, and Saturn are changing signs and went into Pisces, which has a very mm-hmm. different quality from Capricorn and Aquarius. Yeah. And Pluto is going into Aquarius, which also has a very different quality. So one mm-hmm. of the things I feel is like, okay, we're entering a new world collectively. Mm-hmm. So if in the new moon we're thinking, okay, what is it that I want? In the full moon, I think this idea of there's a collective, like you were saying, there's someone out there, mm-hmm. is emphasized. First of all, because it's a full moon. And full moons, if you know a little bit of astrology, you know, imply oppositions. Mm-hmm. And when we have an opposition, usually we have the idea, I am here and you are there within yeah. every planet, right? Mm-hmm. And secondly, because it's in Libra, so it's like overemphasizing the idea that there are others. So how are we going to adapt to this new world? How are our desires going to adapt to this new world? And I would say, how are we going to bond with other people? How are our relationships going to be affected by this change of collective um, thoughts or approaches that are changing? This Mm -hmm. is my first thought. What do you think of this? Yeah. I love that. Well, because also, as you said, Mars has also changed signs. And so it's like Mars and Pluto, who are the tough guys. <laughs> They're the tough Yeah, it's true. Yes. <laughs> They both have like kind of a new, they're, they're getting their bearings in a new place. Um, and, it, you know, for me, as you were talking, I was just thinking, in some ways, that integrity that we're called into in the new moon is like, who do you want to be in the next world? Because the next world is like a couple weeks from now. 
right? And again, <laughs> we're we're being dramatic about it because we like to be dramatic, but but really that's I mean, I think we can can't we feel that right now? It's like we've kind of moved beyond the pandemic restrictions. We have new challenges like the world is starting to feel different. And so it's like, all right, well, given that who do you want to be? Who are you going to be? And yes, that does mean you're going to have to renegotiate your relationships. But at the same time, that's happening anyway. <laughs> like we won't be maintaining what was because the winds of change are blowing. <laughs> the winds of change yeah. are blowing in this moment. Yeah, I agree. Yes. And I feel like with Pluto in Aquarius, the issue of how we relate to each other, it's going to be it's going to be one of the themes, I think, mm -hmm. because Aquarius is a little bit about, you know, it's about air. So it has a little bit about this idea of how we talk to each other, how we relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at the Pluto and Aquarius, I was thinking, I saw it, it was happening in the French Revolution. And there was this idea of being a fundamentalism, like this idea that you're either right or wrong. You're either against or in favor of us. Mm. And this is happening right when... We have this new nation which focuses in the idea of who I am and who is the other. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the beginning of the year. So I think it's like a seeding moment. So I think one of the questions is like, okay, how do I want to relate to other people that do not agree with my opinions? And I think we have been tested on that with, whole, with the whole pandemic and whether some people wanted to be vaccinated, some people were against mm -hmm. it, whether the masks or not, and the restrictions. So I think we have been a little bit tested on how to relate with each other when we disagree and when we mm -hmm. feel like your opinions may be threatening my life or maybe threatening my sense of freedom. So mm -hmm. I think we have been tested on that. And now it's like the focus, okay, now the, the, you know, the pandemic is kind of gone in a way. Um, so now it's a new world. But how we learned how to live with each other or do we still... Later, sometimes I feel like this this extremism of ideas. Like, we, do we still feel like you're either with me or against me? Do we still feel mm -hmm. like whoever thinks in a way that is not the way I think is the enemy or is a monster or is something like that? Or can we actually humanize other people, even if they think in ways that we find very, very opposing to our views, mm. so that we can have a dialogue with them and try to see what we can build? Because, of course, it's hard. I mean, I'm not talking in a rational way. This has happened that has happened to me. I had friends yeah. with whom I had, I was wondering, like, do I keep this friendship? How do I do to keep this friendship? Because I, I have love for this person. And even though maybe their opinions are very diverse to mine, which I think my mm -hmm. opinions are the good ones also. You know? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it's not an yeah. easy thing. And I think it's something we might have to relate to. In the full moon, the sun is conjunct Chiron. Mm -hmm. So again, we are kind of, there is kind of this light brought into what makes us feel wounded, what makes us feel different, what makes us feel awkward. And perhaps the sense that we don't have, we don't have all the power we want. Mm -hmm. And I think hopefully this is an empowering message. A message, I mean, like hopefully we discover that we don't have the, all the power we want and that mm -hmm. will give us a recognition of the power we do have and what we mm -hmm. can do with it, right? Mm -hmm. But to do that, I think we need to accept the boundaries of our possibilities, mm -hmm. of our of our efforts, of what we can do, we can achieve, of our drives and everything that we were talking in the new moon. And I think maybe this full moon may help us see that the boundaries are other people. You know, we said in the new moon, we say, I am. There's no mm -hmm. way to say I am if you don't have other people to be with, other people to resonate with that message. And I think this is kind of the insight we might get on the full moon. And I'm saying this mm -hmm. like in an intellectual, rational way. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to process this in a more emotional way, in a more personal way, in a more symbolic way. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that with the sun conjoining Chiron, it's very humanizing. It's humbling and humanizing. Yes. And so... It's like, even as we have all of this, because there's still a lot of energy to create and to do, we are also called to remember our humanness. And I'm wondering mm -hmm. if part of, you know, Pluto in Aquarius is also mm. about, is about that actually, about like, okay, well, 
we're all on this planet together and we've learned just in stark, unavoidably like evident ways how connected we all are. So are we going to figure this out or what? Because, yeah. because the planet is on fire, buried under snow, at war. I mean, right. And we are all in this together. Yeah, it's beautiful what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. And it reminds me again that Mars is in Cancer. For the full moon, Mars yes. goes into Cancer. So the ruler of the sun, mm -hmm. uh, but the ruler of the lunation, let's say, that started on the new moon, moved mm -hmm. to Cancer, which has to do with the idea of belonging, you know, the big family. Mm -hmm. And the moon in Libra is going to be ruled by a Venus in Taurus. Taurus has this idea of survival in some way. Mm -hmm. With Venus there, I would bring the idea of pleasure, perhaps. So how can mm -hmm. we enjoy sharing life together? Mm -hmm. I, I, I really like your idea of, of small steps. We could see it in the, in the huge uh, collective uh, spectrum, like, okay, the wars and the, the climate change. I don't know what direct impact like a regular citizen can have on that. I do think that reflecting on that has an impact in the collective unconscious. Yeah. Uh, but then also, okay, what about your your own wars, you know, your own moments mm. of disruption, moments of, of breaking apart from other people, um, breaking mm -hmm. apart from situations or feeling feeling challenged or feeling abused or seeing situations that are you find abusive that are maybe happening, you know, in your office, in your workplace. Uh, yeah. What can we do about that? I think it's we can also see it in a more like, smaller perspective and i love the mm -hmm. idea that you said about chiron humanizing i mean it's also important to to see what you can what we can do about it because there are situations in which we might not be able to do about it and do much about it i mean and the sun chiron mm -hmm. conjunction might be implying that we need to accept our humanity that in some places we're vulnerable and we we cannot do much mm -hmm. so i think there is a whole thing about what we can do and what we cannot do again this idea of power and how to handle the power we have. I wonder if this Venus in Taurus thing is also just like, okay, your your attention is called to your humanity, your 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 humanness. And so given the challenges, given how it is actually really hard to be myself with other people sometimes, mm -hmm. given that I I do want to look at my wars. I do want to look at the places where I want to make change, right? This Venus in Taurus is sort of like, but how am I tending my humanness? How am I tending my humans? So what are the creature comforts actually that help me to sustain that kind of effort, right? Because not for nothing, Aries is a blowtorch, a grenade, Aries energy is cardinal fire. So it's, to me, it's very bursty. It doesn't have a lot of sustained mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. And so I think it's by tending to the human that we get to keep that desire that we stepped into in the new moon alive. It's like, okay, wow. Yep. I'm getting scared. I'm getting tired. I'm getting discouraged. It's like, all right, how do I tend to my human to my body to my home to my nest yes. to my cave whatever <laughs> whatever it is yes yeah yeah i agree and yeah. it all, it's all about self-acceptance i think it's like there's a mm -hmm. huge focus on self-acceptance mm -hmm. the, the full moon also picks up a lot of neptune like the new moon uh, from the yeah. midpoints i'm talking mm -hmm. uh so again there's this idea of being compassionate you know, be compassionate with yourself yeah this mm -hmm. like we were saying at the beginning yeah you discover what you want you discover what you can do why you want to do it okay after you have all of these fantastic incredible thoughts mm -hmm. be compassionate you do what you can you know it's like this idea yeah. and i think the sun canon is about that like you were saying the humbling experience well we do what we can you know it's great to yeah. ask ourselves these questions and try to improve Mm -hmm. But then I think it's very important to accept our humanity, like you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Alejo, that makes me think of television and fiction. And I'm just, I don't, my mind, I think, went Neptune, that kind of escapey, sort of like blur the lines of reality um, idea that comes up with Neptune sometimes. But I thought, you know, 
I will definitely have moments where my human is tired and needs to retreat. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's an accident that here at the 21st century, we watch a lot of television. I think we, we sometimes need to retreat, but still be engaging in whatever is kind of working itself Mm. out. So anyway, I was just kind of thinking about that. Like I read a novel recently that was really inspiring. I'm really looking forward to some of my favorite television shows are going to come on. And I think for me, engaging with the world in that way is very Neptunian. It's very like, these are my friends. (laughs) in this book, (laughs) except they're not really, but they are teaching me more about myself and they're inspiring me. If that, if that makes sense, what do you think of that? (laughs) I think, yeah, I completely agree to me. What happens when I read the novel, I go out in the streets and sometimes I meet the character. I, of course I don't meet the characters. Don't think I'm crazy, (laughs) but I see people and I, Uh I'm sure this person is exactly the way, you know, I pictured the character in my novel that I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm meeting finally. I remember this happened to me the first time it happened, not the first time, but once it happened to me with this movie, Loving Times of Cholera. Uh huh. I don't know if you read it. So I was in the bus yeah. and this woman got on the bus and I was like, oh my God, that's Fermina Daza, the main character of the book. I was like, she's exactly <laughs> the way I pictured her. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love yes. it. I love it. And you know, there are studies that show that we when we read more fiction, we are more compassionate because we are literally seeing the world through other people's yeah. perspectives. And so for for whatever it's worth, maybe it's a Mars and Cancer thing, maybe it's a maybe it's a Neptunian vibe, but while we will be called into lots of action and negotiation, maybe as as the winds of change are blowing, those retreats to our humanness and also those retreats to imagination, hmm. I think, could both be really helpful. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So what are our questions for this full moon? I got the first one is like, how do I want to relate to people who don't agree with me? I love that. And that could be like, don't agree with me, who don't want what I'm selling, who don't like my perspective, right? You can edit that in the way that serves you. Um, what else you got, Alejo? I would also say, what what are these people saying about me? Like, when you see these people that you find so hard to love or to appreciate, maybe they are expressing something about yourself. So... I would say, okay, why is it that I'm so triggered by this personality? Yeah. Why, what is it, are, is, are this person teaching me about myself? Mm, can I tell, this is the question I like for that moment where someone is really triggering you, really bothering you. It's where do I agree with them? Mm, nice. That That is a coachy question. That will get straight to whatever. It's like, oh, shit, I do kind of think I'm a flake <laughs> or whatever it is, right? <laughs> I, do, I do think I'm irresponsible. And then you get to kind of, you get to own that and see that the volatility is coming actually from, from that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. And then can we add that question too about like, how do I tend my, my human? Because I do think that that feels important as a, I think it's super important. Balm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How, how do I go back to my humanity? How do I, like you were saying, how do I retreat mm-hmm. to nurture myself emotionally before I, I meet other people? I go out into mm. the world and all of these things. I think it's super important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. Um, well, Alejo, thank you so much for joining me to talk about these lunations. I'm excited to see what they bring our planet, all of this shifting and changing. Um, will you let my sweet listener know um, how they can find you and what you've got going on? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you so much. So my webpage is Liminal Cosmos. Dot com and my instagram is also liminal cosmos so always with that and then i'm going to be teaching a very interesting workshop i think on the 31st of march about talking about aries it's about the hero's journey so basically joseph campbell came up with these steps 
on the hero's journey. He says we're all mm -hmm. heroes on our life mission, let's say. So we're going to try to take the hero's journey to the astrology. So looking at charts and everything to find the hero's journey of different charts. And then on the, if you are into astrology, on the 2nd of April, I'm going to be teaching a workshop on the difference between signs and houses. But this is for people who mm -hmm. are really into astrology because usually they get confused. And mm -hmm. all of this is going to be done through the Faculty of Astrological Studies. So if you're interested, you just have to go to astrology.org.uk. Astrology.org.uk. Okay, got it. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I want to tell you um, what I have going on, Alejo, because I'm so excited about it. I am doing a short program called Crucible, and it is seven weeks. We are beginning around the quarter moon, actually. We're beginning mm. uh, just, at, just after the quarter moon at the beginning of April, and it is seven weeks to take some idea that you've had forever. Maybe you've had it for a couple months. Maybe you've had it for years. That thing that you've been wanting to try, that thing that you've been wanting to do, we're going to come together and we are going to get it going together. So that's what's up with me. It's very good for this. For me, I don't know about you. For me, I don't look at the astrology and think what would be good. I have the idea and then I look at the astrology and I say, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so. Ah, good. It means you're you are in <laughs> tune with this guy. I mean, it's really yes. good for this lunation. I think it's a perfect... Uh, thing to start the crucible yeah i think it's fantastic yes it's so good all right well you can find all of alejo's offerings and also mine in the show notes um to this show alejo thank you so much for being here it was awesome to talk to you i think you'll be back so we'll just say we'll just say talk to you later because i'll i'll see yes, you again please. Sure. thank you so much okay thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time. <laughs>